Are you feeling stuck or are you unstoppable? Are you tired of creating incremental growth in your business while really wanting to make quantum leaps? Well then welcome, you found the right place to be fed. This is Susan, the founder of Unstoppable Women in Business and this podcast is for women entrepreneurs, coaches, consultants, anyone who is unwaveringly focused on finding the best path to success in their business. While you're here, you're gonna be asked to think differently to get different results, to do things that are challenging, but oh, so rewarding. So come on, let's get started. Hi there, welcome. I'm so glad you're here today. I mean, really. I'm really glad you're here. I know that you have a lot of choices on what you put into your head, you know, and the podcast that you listen to. And so I'm always honored when you land on an episode that interests you. And this is one of my favorite topics, sales makeovers. There is nothing like a good makeover, right? Do you remember Oprah? Ooh, am I dating myself here? Well, Oprah was the queen of makeovers. She would have people on and you would be astonished at what they looked like beforehand and then what they looked like after her team of experts, you know, worked on them. And that's exactly what this episode is about today. It's about your business and about your sales makeover. And it is definitely one of my favorite topics. So I'm especially glad that you're here to absorb it. So I want to start out first by asking you a question. Do you remember the early, early days of your business? You know, when you first had that seed of an idea and it was so exciting. I personally was like a kid in school doing all the right things, right? Air quote, right things. I went about identifying my avatar, designing logos and color schemes, creating programs, eventually putting my social media into place and meeting people like crazy. It was so much fun. I loved every minute of it. Well, whether it's been a minute for you or many years since you went through the startup experience, things have evolved and changed. Oh my gosh. I mean, your business has evolved the world has evolved and we evolve as people. I'm, I'm way different now than I was nine years ago when I first became an entrepreneur. I love talking to people about their businesses because everyone is different in how they approach it, like how they put it together and decide on what they want it to become. Some people like slow and steady growth. And some people are really very happy and content with just the status quo. You know, they don't want to go out there and kill the world or, you know, take over the world. They just want a lifestyle business and they don't have any intentions of really blowing it out of the water. And that is fine. But others, and I count myself among this group, are always searching for ways to reach more people, connect with them on a deeper level, make a bigger impact. And yeah, I'm not ashamed to even say it. I just, I love making money and I want to make more of it. So if you're in the group or groups that want to either have slow and steady growth or you're trying to make a big splash, this podcast is definitely for you. 
And I do believe that most listeners are in these categories. Otherwise, I don't think you'd be listening in on this episode. So here's my point of view about business growth and how to intentionally achieve it. I see way too many companies, entrepreneurs especially, that have a big vision, but an outdated sales strategy behind it. I don't know if you realize this or not, because we don't think of it often, but business strategies have a shelf life. You change, the world changes, right? And if you don't revisit your strategy, you might be out of sync with the best ways to reach your goals. And here's why this happens. It's so interesting. Most entrepreneurs are right-brained people. All right, so you know the left brain, right brain concepts. Right brain people are very creative and live in the possibilities and love connecting with people. Um, And that's why shiny object syndrome, SOS, is so prevalent for us. We get great ideas, one after the other. And before you know it, you've got a new offering a webinar, a Facebook challenge, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You've got all these things going on and that's all good, right? But we rarely do the left-brained thing, which is updating our current strategy and making sure that everything we're doing is aligning with that plan. So things get a little wonky. And before you know it, you've gone off the ranch, thrown the strategy away, and you're just cowboying it to success. And hey, guys, I am totally speaking for myself here. I am guilty as charged. It's funny because I just recently mentioned to my marketing strategist that my number one favorite thing to do with clients is help them refresh their sales strategy. We call it creating their success roadmap. It's the first thing we do when we start working together. But as happens to most business owners, I don't always take the time to follow my own advice. So whenever I recognize this happening, that my activities are out of sync with my actual sales strategy, I print off my own set of worksheets and work my way through the same steps that I do with my clients. And I do my own little sales strategy makeover myself. It's usually a lot of fun. Sometimes it just feels so good to take a pause from the doing of the things, right? Long enough to understand why I'm actually doing them and, and whether or not I should be. So here's the thing. As a right-brained person, which as I mentioned, most entrepreneurs are, it feels really good to be free-spirited and live in the moment and be creative. But here's what happens in my business when I don't have or follow a well-laid-out sales strategy. I end up spinning my wheels. I hop from one idea to the next without completing anything. And I drive people crazy, the people around me that are important to me. Because as any creative person should do, I surround myself with left-brain people, people that are process-driven. And They want to slay me for making their lives miserable. Um, Can I get an amen, Caitlin? I know you're listening to this. I also waste time. And worst of all, my business starts to take on this schizophrenic appearance to the people I want most 
to understand me. They get as confused as I am. What? What does she do? What? It's hard to tell. What, what's she doing now? What am I supposed to do now? Right? So you do create a lot of confusion, both internally in your business and externally for the people who are following you. So today, I'm going to walk you through the steps that helps my clients and me create our success roadmaps, aka sales strategies. Are you ready? All right. The first thing you want to look at in this sales makeover is your product offerings. All right. Now, you might call them product offerings. You might call them programs. It doesn't matter. You get my idea. I might even refer to them as your portfolio of services. Whatever you call them, you want to take an inventory and create a solid list of all your offers and programs, all of them, anything you charge for. Hey, if you were a manufacturer or let's say a retail store, each year you would take an inventory of all your products. This is what they do in that industry. They clean house. They make room for new stuff. They get rid of the products that just aren't selling well. Sometimes they take a hit on them and they're okay with that because they know that sometimes you have to clear up space, either mental or physical space, in order to really hit the ground running with what you've got. So as an online business owner, you should be doing the same thing. I have one client who created 15 different products and offerings over many years, all right? Every time she got a great idea, boom, she created something to sell. Now, this has not been a horrible strategy for her. She has a very healthy revenue stream, but it does create confusion both internally and from a customer growth path perspective. She's got big dreams for her business And the funny thing is, she didn't really realize what was happening until she went through this process and discovered how this was holding her back from really reaching her next level of revenue. Now, you may be on the other side of that picture. You may only have one offering right now, but you can go through this same process because in a little while, you're going to find out why it would help you to think about your product portfolio as well. Like Goldilocks. Remember that childhood story that your mom might have told you? Not too big, not too small. You just want to find the sweet spot as it relates to what you're offering to your client. The sweet spot for you, not anybody else. All right. So, what you want to do is take inventory and document each and every one of your programs and your offers, count them up, list the name. Write down what it includes, list the average selling price, and then ask yourself a few questions about each one of these. Are you excited when somebody buys this offer? Is it easy and fun to deliver on the product's promise? Or does this product or program create confusion and chaos when someone decides they want it? Another question you could ask yourself is, do the clients get the value and want more of what you offer after completing the program? These questions are going to help you decide what your go-forward portfolio will look like. And here are three of the most important things to consider during this step. First is, decide if you need to either weed out because you have too much Remember, simplicity is so important in what you're offering your clients. 
or you may need to create, but you want to do this in a very constrained and intentional way. A confused buyer cannot make decisions. So two, maybe three offers typically are the limit. I've seen cases where there can be more, but you really have to be careful here because here's the second thing that you want to consider as you put together the perfect portfolio. You want to see a clear path for your client to come in at a low cost type of an obligation to try you out. Make sure that there's a fit between you, but you want that entry point to lead to further higher cost investments that continue to add value for them. This is a stumbling point that I see most business owners struggling with when we first start working together. Their business portfolio looks more like a Chinese buffet rather than a clear pathway that you want to have. Okay, and finally, when you're thinking about your product offerings, here's the third thing you want to remember. And this is a big telltale sign of a weak sales strategy. So hang on here. For each offer that you list, ask yourself this question. On a scale of one to five, one being low, five being very strong, how close does the price you charge for your offer or your product reflect the value that you deliver? What we're trying to uncover here is whether or not you're undervaluing your programs or products. Yeah, pricing. It's a big one. Could you charge more? Hmm. There's always a lot of mind drama going on in this area. I want you to see what comes up for you around raising prices. This is a whole topic that I know we can dive into and needs time and attention, but there are usually some pretty big opportunities here to make changes. So please don't shy away from it. All right. Those are the three things around product portfolios and how you want to look at it. One, do you have the right number of products that you're offering? Number two, is there a clear pathway that leads your client successfully through your business and keeps them with you for a long time? And then the third thing is, Are you pricing them appropriate to the value they deliver? All right, well, let's move on to the second step now, because once you've got your programs listed, analyzed, pared down, priced right, in essence, taking a really good look at what you're selling, you've come to the stage in your sales makeover that centers on who you're selling to. So here's the thing. Most small business owners have had some help identifying their ideal client avatar, right? Our marketing and branding folks have pretty much beaten into our heads the importance of knowing what problem we solve for which person. But things change. Just like taking an inventory of your offers, you really should reassess who your best customers are on an annual basis at the very least. Right now, Think about one, two, or maybe even a handful of your very favorite clients. The ones that have maxed out on the value you offer. They go all in with you. You really enjoy working with them and they provide great testimonials singing about the value they've received from your program or products. So the question is, who are they? I mean, really, exactly. 
list their names. How old are they? Male or female? What profession are they in? What's their income or revenue level? Where do they hang out? Which social media platforms? What associations do they belong to? And here's a question that's really, really important. How did they find you? And then it's time to think about the age-old question. What was keeping these people up at night? Like really, use their words, nothing flowery or too esoteric. What were the thoughts going through their minds when they couldn't sleep and they needed a solution to a problem? What did they tell you about what they wanted most out of your programs? I know this is, this is not an easy exercise to go through, but it's so powerful if you can just sit down and think about the people you love working with most. Here's a question for you. When you think about this, are there changes to your initial or your current ideal client profile? Quite often, as businesses and offers evolve, so do the characteristics of the people you naturally attract. This is a really important step in revitalizing your marketing and sales messaging and strategy. Take the time to walk through this. Figure out if you're speaking clearly to the right audience. I just had an aha moment on this step myself. I do a ton of speaking and networking and people really resonate when I say that I'm a sales communication coach that helps women who dread sales learn how to love it. I do it by helping them get better at connecting in an authentic and comfortable way during sales conversations. All right. Now, whenever I say this, it is really well received. I mean, I see people nodding their heads up and down. So I thought this was my leading avatar, women entrepreneurs who dreaded sales. And I'm not saying that it's not, but when I looked at my best clients, the ones that go all in and are engaged and really getting value from me, sales communications is not the top priority for them. It's a priority, but not the top one. It's this, it's what we're talking about today. It's about looking under the covers of their go-to-market strategies and finding ways for them to revitalize them so they can grow to the next level. So now I'm working on a new message. I know mine is off a little bit. And that's what drove me to update my VIP client avatar so that my messages are going to resonate with the people I want to attract. So here's the final word on this. It's not unusual to have a client avatar or message that was developed before you had groundswell in your business. And so in some cases, you may have been making some assumptions or maybe things just evolved like my situation. It doesn't matter why the message is off. What matters is that you revisit the avatar and update according to what fits, what you do best right now. Once you refresh or refine your client avatar profile, you're going to really want to revisit the question, where are they hanging out and what's the best methods to connect with them? Are you using the best strategies to find them and connect right now? Because as things change, that may change as well. There's so much that can be done here from refreshing your email list to finding new networking groups um, that can connect you to the people that have the same avatar 
so you can partner together, right? You can refresh or revitalize your lead generation methods. There's so many things. Hey, have you been embracing video as much as you should? Or the hot new thing, Clubhouse. (laughs) Is that the right vehicle for you? Is that where your avatar is? There's a lot of new and interesting ways you can show up so that you're not passing your avatar in the dark. So what I find works best when I'm trying to think through this step is to get a journal. Find some time where you can sit down and reflect on where your last 10 clients came from. How did you attract them? How did you connect with them? Also, what have you seen others doing in their marketing and connection efforts that really appeals to you? So for instance, your tastes change along the way, right? And you like certain ways of being, in essence, marketed to. Think about what you like. And I'm not saying this because I want you to swipe people's ideas, but I want you to think if you are attracted to a particular marketing method, then it probably appeals to you and you would probably do a great job using that modality or method tailored to your audience and your message. Here's the thing that doesn't come up a lot when we talk about client avatars is that I almost feel like your client avatar, the person that you want to attract, is one piece of the puzzle. And then you have to think about yourself and what your avatar is, like who you are as a business person and what you like and where you like to go and what you like to talk about. There almost has to be an alignment. Um, My one coach calls it a want match where there's there's synergy between the two profiles. So the better you know yourself, the better you know who your client avatar is. I mean, the updated one, the easier it's going to be for you to find ways to be able to connect and attract that uh, relationship. All right, that's all I've got to say around client avatars. We're going to move on now. All right, so now we're ready to move on and talk about sales conversation makeovers. You want your sales conversations to be pitch perfect. Oh my gosh. Just like that dorky movie or the trio of dorky movies from years past. If you remember those movies of Pitch Perfect, it was so interesting. They all sang in harmony and it sounded so beautiful. And I don't know, you felt really connected to the people who were singing. So the question is this, do your sales conversations need a little updating or tuning up? Here's how you would know. Let's talk about conversion rates. Are they slipping for you or are they soaring? And just to be clear, a conversion rate is the number of offers you make divided by the number of yeses you get. And I am specifically talking about offers where you're having a voice-to-voice sales conversation. I'm not talking about social media and buying Facebook ads and such, not those type of conversion rates. I'm talking about when you get on the phone with someone and you're really having that great conversation, your conversion rates are when people say yes instead of no. That's a conversion. From my experience, sales conversions go through a bell curve, okay? At the beginning of your business, Uh, they're a little bit shaky, maybe around 20 to 25%. So let's say one out of every four people you talk to may say yes. That's when you're at the bottom of the bell curve as it relates to these conversions. 
And until you get your feet on solid ground and you learn how to connect authentically with your ideal client, you learn how to listen, get curious, ask all the right questions, and then stay out of your head when it comes time to make the offer. Well, that's when the conversion rates start to go up, up, up that bell curve and top out usually around 75 to 80%. So eight out of 10 people will say yes to you. But here's the thing. You can be really good, but based on how things are shifting and adjusting in your business, chances are your sales conversations will need a little bit of a shakeup too. And that's when you're on the backside of the bell curve. You're starting to see the rates go down. And that does indicate that you're not connecting, that you need some, a little bit of refreshing. So please don't feel bad here. You know, when I was a sales trainer in corporate America, I used to travel around the world training sellers from some of the biggest Fortune 100 companies. I would almost be shaking in my boots when I stepped in front of them, the top guns, you know, from Oracle or Microsoft. My mind would be spinning, like, what the heck can I say that these people don't know? But guess what? I found that the more successful a seller was, the more they were open to new, fresh ways to have conversations. They were like sponges. They knew that they had to shift what they were saying to stay at the top of their game. They knew they had to keep sharpening the saw. They had to keep finding ways that would connect them to where their people were right then. So don't get complacent. If you're interested in a good refresher with some great concepts in it around sales conversations, check out my free masterclass. It's called Getting to Yes Faster. And it's built on the neuroscience of creating connections with others so you can earn the right to sell to them super easy to find. You just go to gettingtsfaster.com and I'll have a link in the show notes. All right. So that's it, baby girl. Three sales makeover ideas, big buckets, but they will lead to revitalizing your revenue. All right. Number one, take a good look at your offerings and decide what stays, what goes, and is a price break. Number two, refresh your client avatar based on your best clients and figure out if you are attracting the ones you really want right now or if you're stuck in the back in the day you know avatar and message and the third thing is update your sales conversation so that it aligns with what you offer and who you offer it to all right that's it to be honest i know it's a big topic. Sales makeovers don't happen overnight. I packed a lot of ideas in here for you, and I have faith that you can run with this info and make a difference in your business with it. You don't have to do everything, even if you just took one of the ideas. Don't let it just sit on the shelf. Take action on what you heard. But I also want you to know you don't have to go this alone. We weren't built to be on islands. Everything that I shared on this topic is work I do with my Success Collaborative members, one-on-one. The Success Collab is a six-month hybrid coaching program. 
But the first month, we work together to create your success roadmap. In essence, we will work to revitalize your business growth strategy. And then during months two through six of the program, you hop into a community of women who are all working on putting their strategies into action. You get lots of group time with these women, lots of one-on-one time with me, loads of tools and resources to walk you through implementing your plan successfully. It is so much fun. We even come together, and I'm hoping this year it's going to be in person, and retreat together for two-day intensive. It cements the bond and energizes you beyond belief. We're going to have a chance to raise a glass of wine together if I have anything to say about this this year. We're not built to do our businesses alone. Most women business owners thrive in community. If you were in corporate America, think about it this way. If you were in corporate America, you would be on a sales team with a sales leader. This is not easy stuff. They never put people out there and say, go do it. Go find new clients and figure it out yourself. Because sometimes we get stuck and you just need to bounce ideas off of others and have a leader who can guide you along when you do stumble. So don't be shy. Check out my website. The link is below, but it's unstoppablewomeninbusiness.com and see if the Success Collaborative will be a good fit for you. It only opens four times a year for new members. So come on, join us. It'll be fun. Till we meet again, you go get them, girl. Always love being with you. Take care. Hey there, lady. What are you doing? We need to get to know each other better. Come on over and visit me at www.unstoppablewomeninbusiness.com and check it out. I've got so much good stuff over there for you and I would love to get to know you better. So come on, come on over. Let's hang out.